0: After the new comic days, after the dinners, after the final night under those fluorescent lights, there was the Alternate Realities Gang, a community wrestling with the legacy of the store that brought us all together. In this final My Comic Shop History event, experience one last year with the AR crew in a story told over four seasons. And now, the music of Ralph Puma. my comic shop history farewell event. I'm your host, Anthony Desiato. This is For All Seasons, Chapter 2, Spring. And joining me in studio is a man who really needs no introduction by this point in this podcast, Steve Odo. Welcome.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you. Sorry, I was just thinking. Um, I, I know you have a, a format to do, but uh, I was just thinking that um, uh, I know the West Wing, which you've never watched, there's a scene where uh, President Bartlett has to do a video uh i guess a, v- a quick video for the for the nation and he would come into the, to the uh uh the crew and say one take bartlett that's what they used to call me and of course after three takes it's like three take bartlett so i'm thinking here you know i i, I know we have the, the 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 itinerary of what you want to cover but uh you know this is like it's nice to be here for the first time for the third time whatever and you know, it's we've been doing this we've done this many times technical difficulties but uh i'll say Happy to be here. Nice to see you. Uh, let's just make this informal and cover everything you need to cover. And, uh, and I'll just keep on talking.
0: This will be great. Yes, we did try originally to do this remotely and technology was not cooperating. But this is better. You're here. We're face to face in the same room uh, for the first time in a while. So this is... The in a sp- couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. This is the spring installment of For All Seasons. Actually, let me start there. I don't necessarily expect that you're going to have anything for this, but I'll ask it anyway, since we have our theme of seasons here. When I say spring, is there anything that jumps to mind specifically with respect to alternate realities and your long tenure at the store, anything that you would typically do in the springtime, anything, any sort of feeling or vibe at the store, anything that comes to mind when I say spring? And if not, that's totally fine, but I wanted to start there.
1: Well, spring is always free comic book day weekend, right? The first Saturday in May. Freeloader Day, um, you know. Even though I've been out of it now for coming close to eight years, um, I still you know follow people's Facebooks and and all the other stores that we're friendly with, and uh, I know they're doing a lot of preparation for it. And uh, I guess I guess what I've noticed is that over the years they're always very happy about it. You yeah. know, it's always a good business day and such, but it's always a headache. And now I notice that the the old friends. Are, um as they make their announcements are also putting in the little comments about not everything in the store is free uh we used to say don't be a pig because people take all everything off the table uh and leave nothing but uh they're also making little notations about let's be kind let's be nice let's be you know sociable um so uh, you can see that they're they're turning <laughs> not towards the dark side but they're they're uh, they're less uh, happy about it.
0: <laughs> it's definitely, it definitely feels like a shift and also the 2023, again, gentler version of Steve Odo. Don't be a pig. Right. Yeah. But still yeah. the same underlying spirit. I don't know if you saw our mutual friend, Sean Hendricks, fat moose comics. He posts occasional store updates on YouTube and he posted one recently in uh, advance of free comic book day. And, Just to pull back the curtain for a moment, Steve and I are recording this on Friday, the day before Free Comic Book Day, and I'm either going to put this up later today or tomorrow on Free Comic Book Day. So this is, not only is it the spring episode of this farewell run and and, and a big episode for the podcast, but it's also meant to tie in a little bit to to Free Comic Book Day, a.k.a. Freeloader Day. But Sean posted a video, he quoted you, (laughs) (laughs) he quoted you and and your whole freeloader day bit and the spirit of this. And people can go watch his video. He was essentially saying like, you know, we'll do it. We got to do it. (laughs) We'll have a good day. But essentially, you know, hitting on a lot of those same things. It's like not everything in the stores for free. Like you just relax, try to have a good day, respect the policies, things like that. So yeah, you know, you're, you're, you're not alone. I think you were definitely maybe a little bit more, Vocal? a little more vocal, a little bit more <laughs> belligerent, but <laughs> but yeah, I mean, when we talk about spring, I think Free Comic Book Day is, is probably one of the it's the, one of the it's real it's the big event,
1: yeah. But I mean, you know, other other than that, it's like every day is pretty much the same as every other day. It doesn't matter what season we're in. You know, it, the only difference is for me is that uh, you know ba- way back, every day was a hard work, a lot of work day, long hours, and less and a little sleep, and uh, a lot of headaches um i'm still uh still still staying up late working getting up early working um but uh, fewer headaches
0: uh it's been you know it was summer of 2010 when i filmed my comic shop documentary which included your tirade about free comic book day <laughs> And I've since, you know, pulled out that clip and it's lived on YouTube. So, and I I do tend to post it every year on free comic book day. I I sort of eased up off of that, especially during the pandemic when, you know, there couldn't be free comic book day. And it was a tough time for everyone. I was like, ah, this feels like, (laughs) this feels like the wrong note. (laughs) so I I eased off of it. But look, we all recognize, I think, what what the intention behind it is, get new people into the store. That's always a good thing if and when, the event can serve that purpose, right? To actually potentially create new comic readers, bring new people in, and of course, serve your existing customers, make a fun event. A lot of stores do signings and, and other sales, like all kinds of stuff. So there's a lot of benefits to it, but there's definitely a lot of drawbacks. But yeah, I mean, it's been well over a decade now since we filmed that and that minute and a half, I think, a minute and a half long rant that you went on. And that, and you know, if people watch the thing like it is even there are a couple of cuts in there too. So it went on <laughs> Went on even longer. That sort of fire, though, like, could you even muster something like that now? Or is too much time passed? You don't feel that strongly about it anymore.
1: I don't. Well, I feel lucky not to be part of it anymore. So, um, yeah. I mean, uh, sure. When when certain memories come back, even now, um, I start to it's like I start to flame on a little bit. You know, I get a little hot and a little angry. Um, I, I mean, I I, well, I watch a lot of YouTube videos now. And mostly of uh, other, mostly about comic book restoration, cleaning, um, but a lot of other things. I, sometimes I watch the Japanese ones where you uh, get on a train. They have a great train system in Japan, very luxurious, clean cars and all that. And so I'll, I'll just like, with the cameraman or the, what is it, the uh, the YouTuber, just sitting as he's riding on this train for half an hour through Japan, seeing the, <laughs> out the window. It's very calming for me. But... Um, but yeah, I mean, every now and then I, I do get a little flustered, and uh, you know, listening to, uh, I guess some other, uh, not necessarily store owners, but I guess people who are collectors, who think they're fans, um, you know, and the complaints they make and such, and saying like they have no idea, and uh, that, that that steams me up a little bit.
0: I understand. I understand. So, a fair amount of ground to cover here. I want to talk about a number of the updates that you've experienced since the last time we've done one of these. I teased them in the last episode, our winter installment with Dr. Bill. You moved, you closed your diamond account, you've been emptying out warehouse spaces. There's a lot to talk about and a couple of updates on on my end and the podcast end as well. So a few things to talk about. But one other thing that I had teased last time that I I just cannot hold back any longer is a a moment uh, from a few months ago where... I came as as close as ever to really channeling my inner SCO, like I and it's one of those things where I think I said this to Bill like if Steve ever if Steve ever wondered like you know did I make an impression on those boys like did they did they take anything to heart <laughs> we did <laughs> so have you ever done anything with Facebook Marketplace have you bought or sold anything through there
1: a long time ago um, I guess right after we closed the store and I'd be selling. Like a small refrigerator or a, a collection of Playboys, stuff like that, and just it was too heavy to ship. So I said, "Let me try Marketplace." Um, when we did the renovation, we had the uh, old toilet, which is a mid-century modern. You know, the, you you can only buy them in white now, unless you want to pay a lot of money to get them in different colors. And I had this one in pink, so I put it up there. And I knew that doing research because I research everything before I sell it. That you know, this is something that costs hundreds of dollars if you really wanted it. Uh, so I put it on marketplace, and of course you get all the comments from everybody who doesn't know their ass from their elbow, and uh, they think, "Oh, he's so funny!" Oh, you are you kidding? Yeah. And uh, but you also had comments from people who are design interior designers and such, and they said that's a good price, but they didn't need that particular color, that type of thing. Gotcha. So in the end, I just going to put it in the backyard as a potter, uh, as, a, as a planter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: didn't think I, I thought it would irritate one of my neighbors, who uh, I like to twist a knife with him every now and then.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I I've likened it to to a hellscape. I, I've 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 used it more out of I don't want to say necessity. There are other avenues, but some sometimes it can be the path of least resistance. You you know you just throw it up. You don't have to mm-hmm. sort of go through the whole business of you know eBay and that whole process. In any event, uh, I've sold stuff on Facebook Marketplace a fair number of times over the years. I think going as far back as even before the store closed and my parents were selling my childhood home and we had like kitchen table that we were trying to sell. Right. So anyway, I've, I've used it a bunch of times, often reluctantly, a lot of times I, I, I will regret it right up until I finally find the right person. And, and I will say, I don't wanna paint with a broad brush because the people I've ultimately sold things to have been great mm-hmm. and <laughs> they've been fine, but it's just a lot of hassle along the way. One of my pet peeves I found at least recently is the number of people who just click the, is it still available button? It got to the point where, again, channeling you, I I I kept updating the description <laughs> like in big bold letters. I put, yes, it's still available. <laughs> and what bug what really bugged me was I would respond. And you can, as the seller, you can either just click a button that says, Yes, it's still available, or mm-hmm. you can write out a response. And I tried both versions. Uh, and a lot of times there'd just be no response after that. So it's like, well, why are you bothering me? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the the choice other, of retail. It's choice yeah. Of, yeah. The other frustration was, and this happened a few times, was I would have a deal set up. We had it agreed on a price and the person was set to come and then they were just a no-show. And this happened a number of times. And the instant, instance in particular, I had a couch in here. In lieu of the chair that you're sitting on now here in Flat Squirrel Studios, I had this uh, little little love seat. It was very, very small. Uh, it fit this space fairly well, but it was just pretty small. And as I started thinking about actually having guests come over and, and sit on it, I was like, I don't know how comfortable this would be. I'm thinking about V. Ken Marion. <laughs> over six feet. I'm like, I don't think this guy can sit on this. So... I decided to part with it and I put it on uh, on Facebook Marketplace and there was this guy, we had he had agreed to come and then he was just a total total no-show. And at this point it had been listed for a while and I was like I got to move this. So I dropped the price from 225 to I don't know, maybe 175. I think I knocked off 50 bucks. And so then this guy who had been a no-show resurfaces and he says, "Hey, did you sell the couch?" I said, "Not yet." He goes, "I'm still interested." I said, do you have the 225 definite access to a truck? Because that was his issue. He didn't have tra- a way to transport it. Um, do you have the 225 definite access to a truck and a specific time you can come? He goes, the price reduced for everyone but me. <laughs> the penalty. <for> me. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> so, And this is where I really held back, but there was enough inner sco that I think kind of came through where I said, I only reduced the price because you were a no show and I need to move this. So yes, it's the original two twenty five. If you want it, do you want to proceed? He goes, That's unfair, so I'm good. I said, from my perspective, it's unfair to reward someone. That's you. That's you. I said, from my perspective, it's unfair to reward someone who didn't show with a discount when we already had a deal. But it's all good. Take care and good luck finding a couch. That's not you.
1: That's, That's very kind of you.
0: But Look, you don't know who you're dealing with out there, and i I always just want to leave it. It's like, look, it's fine, it's not the end of the world, but yeah, it's like you 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 want to enjoy the benefit of the discount that I only offered because you didn't show up. oh that drove me nuts. yes, uh, I'm so glad that I'm so
1: glad that when I'm gone, I know that the the planet is in good hands.
0: There have been a number of instances, and Bill and I talked about this a bit as well, where. There, there are a number of things you, you, you are right about, and you have been right about, and some things that we've acknowledged in the past, and other things that I think, as more time passes, I, I do come to see. I think it was our, you know, our mutual friend and and former shop employee Sean McInerney. He, he commented on a one of your Facebook posts. This was maybe over a year ago at this point, where it was something about that you had maybe you had sold something on eBay, and you were like, "See, people said it wouldn't sell, but everything sells. I was right." And Sean wrote, and he said, "You're not." Wrong. He goes. You're crazy, but you're not wrong. <laughs> I just remember thinking, man. Like that really does kind of sums them up.
1: <laughs> but I'm happy in my my insanity. You know, it's, it's my happy world. Um, how can I say it? Not that it's always better to be right, but uh, it's, it's you know it's an extension of everything. Eventually, sells, right? So. I guess for me, it's like eventually everybody understands what I was thinking 10, 15 years ago. And they say, okay, now I understand why he thinks like that. Or now he, he turned out to be right about it. I mean, even even Casey once uh, said that, you know, as much as he disagreed with a lot of what I said, the thought, uh, there are times he says, well, there are some things he said that he was right. And that, that's all, you know, Hopefully, hopefully these are like, uh, not lessons, but uh, they become ingrained in the in the next generation, so it makes their life a little easier to deal with some of the bad things that happen. You know? yeah, that's the best I can do. I'm not a teacher. <laughs> I, I always knew that I wasn't meant to be a teacher. I didn't have that kind of patience.
0: As someone who now has been teaching at the law school level, no less, it definitely, it definitely requires an an abundance of patience, and I've cultivated a lot of patience, especially being parent to a toddler. I'm I'm infinitely more patient now, but but even still, uh, you know, it definitely, it, it definitely, especially you know when they're when you're saying the same thing over and over, and and maybe it's it's not always it <laughs> it's not the always register, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, you know, it it is what it is. We we roll with it. So much more to still talk about. We have a couple of questions from one of our patrons, really? Brian Dempsey. Yeah, man. Yeah. Especially when when Steve Odo is coming on. Gosh, Although please. Brian, Brian, especially with the Digging for Kryptonite podcast, he's always submitting a really great questions. So uh, he's made the most of that Patreon reward tier, and I appreciate it. And I my thanks to all patrons. I mean, it feels weird to plug this now. I mean, if you haven't become a patron, we have two episodes left after this. But patreon.com slash Anthony Desiato, a lot of a lot of bonus stuff. And while this podcast is ending, digging for kryptonite and summoning the zords and various other projects are always out there in the mix. So uh, the the other podcasts within the Flat Squirrel Podcast Network will continue, will continue to have bonus features and bonus episodes and things like that. So uh, it really does help me cover the cost of all of this. So thank you to all patrons. Uh, so Brian said, you know, this is funny, <laughs> I had to address this at some point. Uh, to you, or, or about you says, does Steve believe you when you say this is the last run of My Comic Shop History episodes? If he does believe, why? <laughs> <laughs> if not, why not? He said, I'm curious because he said on more than one occasion, I can't believe we're still talking about this. Do you believe me when I say this is the final run of My Comic Shop History? Not this last time.
1: You know, we, we've done this is the final episode or this is the final whatever, and we've done that a couple of times. So when you contacted me to say, let's do this, it's this going to be the final I said, yeah, okay, until next year or two years from now, who knows? I mean, as long as there's something to talk about, what the heck, you know? But uh, I, I guess in 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 the earlier years, I thought to myself, there's got to be more interesting stuff to talk about. And I and you, since then, you expanded into your Superman thing. But um, and you know, I, I, but realistically, in the past few years, alternate realities is still technically around and has changed its face. But it's probably, I mean, I still sell this stuff on eBay. And I have a, the, all the, the warehouse rooms, the, everything I had in the house, which covered the entire downstairs garage, the, the dining room and two bedrooms. All that inventory is now in the new place and organized. I brought photos because uh, we couldn't uh, do this at uh, the new place. But uh, it's so organized um, that, you know, I said, uh, I need this trade. I need this hardcover. I need this action figure, statue, whatever. I can just go right, take it. And every day I just put up uh, five, six things. So I'll probably try to get up to 15, 20 a day and then eventually have the entire inventory out there. And I'm not trying to get top dollar. So, uh, you know, I do, it takes time because I'm researching everything and saying, well, everybody else has this for 20. I'll put it up for 15. Um, but I still get irritated by the guy who offers me two, you know. And uh, that happens even on, on eBay but there are a lot of people on eBay who who will offer me 12 and I'll say, okay, fine. Because as far as I'm concerned, this stuff has been more or less paid for. And, uh, uh, I guess that also part of the change in time is that I know I'm getting older. Uh, I don't want to end up, uh, sticking Evan with this stuff. And you know, there, I've come very close a couple of times in the past couple of years to, uh, contact, uh, I'll say wholesalers, other dealers. And, uh, to see if they'd be interested in buying everything in one shot and just be wipe, wash my hands of it. Because I even if I sell them all the statues or all the trades or something like that, I still have so much other product. So that uh, I just bought a new collection. Uh, maybe it's, it's already been a half a year ago or something. Yeah. Like that. But uh, I haven't touched it. And there must be 5,000 books there. Uh, old books, Golden Age, Silver Age, Bronze. So these things need to be looked at individually cleaned and uh, bagged and boarded and all that st- sort of stuff, and then I have to list it. So I don't know if I'm going to live long enough to do this. But it's a fortune. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, some of the dealers I was going to contact um, have passed away. <laughs> <You> know, so <laughs> I guess I won't be selling him this stuff. Um, and let's face it, there are a lot of us who are, are now getting up there in an age where it's, this is very difficult to do. So, uh, but it's hard for me to get rid of it, to just give it away. So that yeah, keeps me busy.
0: We are an affiliate of BCW Supplies. So the next time you need to restock on comic book bags, boards, boxes, and more, be sure to use promo code FSP to save 10% on your order. That's FSP for Flat Squirrel Productions. It helps support the show too. Thank you. Filmmakers and movie fans alike should be sure to attend these film festivals. Brightside Tavern in Jersey City, Hang On to Your Shorts in Asbury Park, Point Lookout on Long Island, and In the Cut in Bloomfield, New Jersey. On a personal note, my short film, By Spoon, The J. Mizell Story, played at these fests, so I know firsthand what fun and well-run events they are. Submission information for filmmakers, as well as details about the festivals, can be found at filmfreeway.com. Follow the festivals on social media for news about events, discounts, tickets, and more. Also, listen to the Hang On to Your Shorts and Cullen On Film Podcasts, available via a shared universe network. Fat Moose Comics is New Jersey's best and oldest comic book store. Established in 1982 and under new ownership since 2020, Moose sells a wide selection of new and old comics from every publisher, action figures, graphic novels, posters, statues, and more. If you're looking for something and they don't have it, they can probably get it for you. They know a guy. Visit Fat Moose in Whippany, New Jersey, the next time you're in the Garden State. And be sure to reach out via the Fat Moose Comics Facebook page. I don't know. I think that answered Brian's question. I I Uh, Do I I believe it?
1: No. no, We're going to do this again in a year or two. That's fine because something new is going to – fantastic is going to happen. We're going to have to talk about, wow, the Golden Age collection of alternate realities. It's (laughs) now up for sale. Yeah.
0: i've i've the, the escape hatch I've left for myself, and I believe I alluded to this last time or maybe even directly stated it if if there's something so compelling i, I mean short of the store f- returning, I don't know what what it would necessarily be, but if there were something that were that compelling that warranted either a return or a special or something like that, it's not that I would absolutely refuse, but i really i really don't foresee that I really do think there's value in putting this to bed and signing off, and we leave people with What I I believe and what hopefully the audience believes is a great run of this podcast over these eight years that that to me is the way and I also feel like these conversations do continue but just in other places like I'm doing my George Reeves adventures of Superman rewatch podcast we've had Rich Roney on a couple of times he'll be coming back hopefully we'll have you on before this because the, the episodes not until season six but at a minimum. At a minimum, when we get to the Mrs. Superman episode, my favorite—that's your episode. So it's like you'll come on that, and we'll have a conversation. So it's like the conversations do continue, but as far as this podcast, this this format, this—I feel like at a certain point, I, I'd never want to get to the point where we're like spinning our wheels. So this this really is the end, whether people believe it or not, and I, we'll have to just wait and see. That's the only way we'll know for sure.
1: Well, I, I don't know. I, I, I uh, especially now again on, on I'm on Facebook a lot, right? Yeah, you uh, don't say. <laughs> And, you know, people post uh, photographs of the, the cast of some TV show that, from 2000, and this is what they look like today at a reunion. And those are kind of nice to see. You know, you say, "Wow, they got old," but then you realize, "Oh, I got old too." But um, but you know, where, where they have, uh, uh, I guess, especially like uh, somebody who casted did something in the 1980s, and here it is 40 years later, and they had a reunion. You know, and and it's just nice to see you know that that friendship the camaraderie is still there the relationships are still there um you know not just i mean you think about lord of the rings and and the, and the nine they all got tattoos together right and uh and you, you realize gee that was so long ago it's hard to believe because in again in my mind it, it was just really the other day you know that's the, that's the other thing that 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 struck me about uh, all these people on um YouTube, who are showing off their, their new acquisitions. You know, I say, I just got this. This is a grill. I'm looking at it and saying, uh, it's a nothing book to me, you know. But this, gee, this is from the 1990s. I'm thinking, 1990s? <laughs> or somebody says, I just bought this fantastic collection, this you know, old collection from the 1980s. I say, 1980s? I'd been collecting for 20 years before that, you know. So uh, it, it... uh it's all a matter of perspective. I think for future audiences, you know whether, whether they see the first podcast, you know, listen to the first one or the last one, it's, it's like, wow, those are really old. But isn't that nice that 20 years later, in the 20, what would that be, 2043, <laughs> they say, hey, they had a reunion. That guy Bill is old. <laughs> Look at Roby. Remember Roby? There was one night when uh, Roby was on the phone and he was talking to a friend and talking about uh, Amanda, who was 30 at the time. And Roby was in college. And he said, yeah, there's one girl that plays magic, but she's old. She's like 30. And Roby's what, 35 now? Yeah. Some,
0: <laughs> so yeah, when he turned there, I was like, wow, you're old. <laughs> sure. Well, you know, to your point about the, the collections, I've, I've, well, and about feeling old, I've definitely been running into that, especially thinking about TV shows in particular. Uh, you know, Smallville, for example, uh, you know, o- over 20 years now since it started and, you know, well over 10 years since it ended. You know, it's like so much time has passed. And with the comics in particular, especially doing digging for kryptonite, the Superman podcast and and on Twitter in particular, uh, a very nice, robust uh, Superman fan community there. But, you know, I'll see people talk about how they got into Superman and You know, there, yes, there are others like me who was, you know, the nineties, uh, with death of Superman or plenty of people with earlier, but then, you know, I see people all the time. They got into it with the new 52. Right. And, you know, in my mind, it's like, oh my God, that's so recent, but that's the thing. Everyone's coming at this from a different, from a different angle. Speaking of comics, Brian's other question points to something that I wanted to ask you. Do you, do are you reading anything these days, either old material that you're going through or anything current? Like do you, are you reading any comics at this point?
1: Um, I think, uh, because of the move, I've been moving up about a hundred boxes of comic books and trades, and mostly all the stuff I collected as a as a kid, which is a lot of Japanese comic books. Um, the th- the thing about moving that's been fun for me is that whereas I you know I might have picked up a volume three and then a volume five, none of it was ever put together in the house. But now that I'm moving and opening up a box, it says oh. Here's another volume of that title and I can actually put it on a bookshelf. So it looks fantastic. Um, so I, I kind of skim through that. It brings back a lot of memories. You know, uh, stuff I got in Japan in the 90s. Uh, that, uh, was that the 90s? No, it was the 80s. <laughs> and you know, it's like, wow, I remember buying this at a Japanese bookstore, that type of thing. But am I reading anything? Not really. I don't really collect anymore. Um, it, well, no, I shouldn't say that. Uh, I, I've always been a fan of Prince Valiant. Hal Foster's Prince Valiant, so Fantagraphics still puts out those collections, hard co- big hardcover collections. And since I don't have the Diamond account anymore, um, I have to I have to ask I ask Mark at all uh, oh Yeah to order it for me each time. Um, and if I happen to be visiting, and I see something that catches my eye, like I think Alan Davis has just finished uh, some sort of Avengers miniseries, five parter, and I think his art is beautiful, so uh, I'll buy that, not necessarily to read it. But just because I think this is beautiful to look at, um, like uh, I'll still I'll still go on eBay and look at covers of books that I think are, are really nice. Um, uh, Archie covers I think are there are some that are really beautiful. Um, uh, some of the uh, covers from old paperbacks, the the uh, what do you call them? Thrillers, mysteries. Um, you know, They're really crappy pulp type stuff, but the, the, the painted covers are fantastic. I just bought a bunch of uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs' uh, Carson of Venus books because they had Frazetta covers and uh, Roy Krenkel. So uh, I'm just doing mean, just for that, to have a nice little display of those things. Um, I buy art collection books. I just got these, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, she's a Danish artist named uh, Pernell. Beautiful stuff. Um, and I, they were very hard to find, but I managed to get those. So I, I'll buy those, but I just, there are a lot of times I look at stuff and I say, that would be nice to have, but I just don't, I say, what am I going to do with it now? You know, have it for a while and turn around and sell it. Um,
0: no, I hear you. Was Walking Dead the last thing that you were still following? Reading, ongoing?
1: reading. Yeah. But I guess with, with the TV show also, but cut to the point where, uh, when they, when they killed Glenn, was that a spoiler? <laughs> when they killed, it's Glenn. been years at this point. So, <laughs> you know, at that point, I said, "I said, I quit," and I tried a couple years later. I tried to go back to watch it at that point, and I just, I just couldn't keep going. It's just. Uh...
0: It. I will say, no. I mean, this is more of a tangent, but it did rebound. The last few seasons were stronger than it had been. So. Was it so good that I'd be like, "You got to go home and sit down and and binge these"? Not necessarily, but if you had any sort of interest, it definitely got better, and I think it ended in a solid place. Although you know they're just launching more spinoffs, so it wasn't really that conclusive an ending.
1: But, right. I was watching the other the, the the parallel show. I don't even remember the title anymore. Um, Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, and and I didn't like that in the beginning, but they got better. And I guess it's like anything else, like even Star Trek. The first seasons of any Star Trek, uh, Next Generation, Voyager. They're all kind of weak. I always think because you don't know the characters and they don't really know each other and how they're going to play the characters. So uh, it's by the second or third season, they're more comfortable in their roles and you're more comfortable seeing them. So that by the end of it, you're really sad that it's over. Um,
0: Sure. I will say, though, I did I did glean kind of an important life lesson from Rick Grimes at the end of season eight after the confrontation with Negan, where he allowed his mercy to prevail over his wrath. My mercy shall prevail over my wrath. There have been a few instances, maybe not with that guy from Facebook Marketplace, where I have allowed—I've allowed mercy to prevail. <laughs> and uh, there's there's some value in that. A lot of times we have this anger. You want to, you know, you you, you just want to throw it at somebody, throw it in their face. But sometimes you just let that mercy prevail, and and everything will be all right. So it, it, was, it was worth it, if, if for no other reason than that. It was a good, valuable lesson. So
1: well, I'm glad that works for you. It would never work for me.
0: I know. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if they didn't lose you with Glenn, they would have lost you there. Yeah. I, I get it. <laughs> well, even in, in real life.
1: I, you know. Um, again, I bought this collection, and a lot of it is fantastic stuff that in the old days, I would have said, let's clean this up and send it to CBCS or CGC for professional grading. Um, <clears throat> and... Uh, but I, I read all the stuff that uh, CBCS is doing a big push now, advertising to say, "Hey, you know, our turnaround times are going to be faster. You don't have to wait a year and a half to get your books back." Um, uh, the comments that they get are not all positive, you know. And uh, you know, the, their reply, if they even bother to reply to a criticism, is, we're, "We'll, you know, please give us another chance. We'll do better." Um, but there is one guy who wrote a comment that I sent twenty-five books in. And five of them were damaged, um, but the you know the rest came back and it was it was great. And I commented, you know, I can understand maybe one getting damaged, but to have twenty percent of your shipment not destroyed, but you know, well, essentially, you know, uh, I said you, you got to be incredibly patient. I think that, I think that that's a terrible uh, uh, percentage. And uh, he says, well. I am a very uh a forgiving person. And I thought you you're a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, can you uh, I I mean I have hundreds of books that should be sent in and it will it, it the conditions that come well they're so old that uh, they deserve it to be a, to be graded, but their value will, will quadruple. Um but it's like I don't I don't take, I don't dare take a chance. And um, uh, I just don't understand, you know, how, uh, I mean, I understand, what can I say? I feel bad for the grading companies, but they kind of screwed themselves. You know, it's like one guy recently, I guess he commented that he sent in three copies of one of the more recent books. I think Last Ronin, The Last Turtles book, but it was signed at New York Comic Con by the entire creative team. And um, they destroyed them or they lost them somehow. But since they weren't insured properly, or they said it wasn't insured properly, they could only give them a dollar per book as as a compensation. Or they're gonna give them twenty dollars towards the next grading charges. And it's like how can you do this? And then CBCS was one that lost hundreds of books and they can't account for it. You know. CGC, not much better because all of a sudden they've changed the way they're doing grading. So that if you just clean the book right they give you a, a purple label a restored label which devalues the book by what uh, 66% or so um, and that's just clean and the other thing is because it's done by human beings people have sent in books that were not cleaned and got purple labels with a comment that it's been cleaned so you know it's, it's almost like well we can't prove that it was cleaned
0: but we think it was
1: right. Yeah. We can't
0: um, prove it wasn't clean. So here's your, here's your purple label.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, and again, all the people on, on the, the, the big comic book people who send in stuff all the time and have the big, you know, the, the videos where they say, here, yeah, the books back. And what do we get? And it's like, Oh, a 9.8. 9.8. I guess I look at it and say, well, they're always going to get 9.8. Cause you're not going to send books that are crappy to be graded. Um, but every now and then they'll get one back. It's like, I can't believe I got a purple label. And, uh, uh, some of the guys who do the um, the cleaning, the conservation, are getting all pissed off that they're getting purple labels back. When it's like, I've sent 100 books in last year, and they all came back blue label. I sent this one book in, and it came back. And even even in the same batch of books, they all had the same process done, and one or two come back. I mean, I, I guess eventually, I, it, it, well, I think AI is going to be doing all the grading. You know, they have to. And... Uh,
0: uh, well, it's the future. Yeah, no, that's 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 crazy. But oh. let's uh, let's keep rolling along yeah. here. Sorry, as, <laughs> no, no, no. This is this is very, and I, and I imagine people would be curious to get your take on the state of grading. I mean, it's funny when we we talk about grading. My mind instantly goes to to Metropolis Collectibles, but even more so, Torpedo Comics in Vegas. One of the stores I went to with the documentary because you know they had. Not every single comic, because they did have, quote unquote, regular back issue bins. You know, those back issues were, you know, double or triple uh, board and bag and everything. But other than those, like everything else in the store was was slabbed with CGC. And it was just the walls and walls. And then in their back room, just long box after long box after long box of these CGC books. So it it was crazy. So, you know, my mind instantly goes there. Speaking of other stores, stores that we featured, by the way, there's there are leaf blowers right outside my front door. So if you hear anything, folks, for a couple of minutes, that's what's going on. Bear with us. But what a roller coaster here. Spider's Web. When Bill Mayo and I did uh, our winter episode, we were mourning the closing of the store. And since we did that between winter and spring, the store came back under new owners. So did you have any of the any of the details regarding that? No details. All I all I saw was the social media post that, hey, we're back, and they have a different Instagram handle, which I don't know what happened there, because I feel like it's, you know, I, look, I know from firsthand experience how hard it is when you're trying to get people to like or follow an additional page or something like that. Like, it's hard. So mm-hmm. when you have something built up already, to the extent that you can kind of keep people there, that's, you know, typically you know more advantageous so all i know is i believe they were former customers who who took over I, you might probably know more than i do
1: uh uh i knew that um i guess prior to uh, the end of the year you know he'd have been he had certain health problems but he was better um you know every time i visit i, I rarely visited as, as time wore on but each time you know he's he's, he's he's he was one of the friendliest nicest guys you could ever deal with and you, the kind of guy you just sit down and have a slice of pizza with that type of thing. Um, and uh, always very welcoming, always very generous. Uh, you know, he's supplying me with the bubble wrap and that kind of things. Um, but uh, I knew it was wearing away. You could tell it was wearing away, and that's so, you know, because he was you know, as people know, he was a former customer, one of the nicest guys, and one of the best customers we ever had. But you know, he's his dream was to open a comic book shop, and when he did, it's like okay, you know, you want to help him out, and, and but you felt bad. It's like you know what, you're going to turn into me. And uh, and sure enough, as the years went on, because he had been around for a few years, as the years wore on, you know, you'd sit with him and you knew that he was turning into me. <laughs> um, you know, suddenly it's not all happy, happy time, enjoy, joy time. So um, uh, it, it was a surprise that he announced that he was closing. At the, was it was early January, I guess it was. And um, I was going to give him a call because I kind of, you know, as tragic as it is for for I guess the customers that the store is closing, as, as a as the owner of something like that, I said I, it's it's a change, but it's a positive change, and I said yeah, you know, so I you know, I think I uh, wrote to him and said I'm actually very happy for you, because it's going to be good for your personal health, your health, your emotional health, psychological health. Um, uh, it, it's, you know, I knew he had a large inventory. So I said, this is great. If you move all that stuff out of there and you can just start selling it online, like, uh, like Magnum did mm. like Neil at Magnum, you know, when he closed his shop, God, I think his, his garage is, is, is like a warehouse. And, uh, and he, and he just pops it all up all the time. He has thousands of things listed. Um, but I said, this, this is actually exciting because I guess one of the things that I enjoyed was I would take this book out uh, or anything statue a, and I'd inspect it closely, look at it, make sure it's, it's complete and so I can grade it and uh, look into the history of it, who wrote it, who drew it and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, it's, it's research. It's legal research. Maybe that's why you and I did that. You know, it's like it, it was our calling to do, you know, to, to research. More fun than the actual cell. Uh, selling or, or buying, um, and so uh, I, I thought this is a great thing for Paul, and uh, and then, but I never got around to. Uh, I wrote a couple times, but I never got around to calling him after a while because I, said, I, wanted, I wanted to call and say how you how are you doing, how's the adjustment, uh, but just before that weekend, it was a, a day before day before I was going to call him is when he put the announcement out that new ownership, and uh, that was surprised me. Yeah, you know, I, I got. I haven't gone to see these uh, the new new store, new owners. I don't know them, um, but I, I kind of wonder how they're doing. Did they bite off more than they could chew? You know, is it is it a, a repeat of people who say, "Gee, it'd be so cool to own a comic book store," not understanding that there's a whole different aspect to it.
0: Yeah, like I, I mean, I really have no idea. But those are good questions. I share them. The I guess the one thing that I. I especially worry about my, my understanding from the way things played out, at least what we saw on social media, it seemed like the store had been closed for some period of time before these new owners came in about a month or two, right? So I wonder, you know, in an ideal scenario, if you could have had a handoff and not have the store closed because I'm, you know, people had to find other shops. I'm sure there were a lot who, I mean, again, that was tough with the location, but you know, people who maybe ended up at, at, at Mark and Harrison or started going to the city, whatever they were, dropped comics. So now it's like you have to let people know, hey, we're back. And that just creates a new hurdle as opposed to, hey, it's just, a, you know, kind of a changing of the guard. So, yeah. uh, you know, again, obviously, you know, things don't always work out the way you'd want them to. But yeah, it's, it's unfortunate that they couldn't have had a, know, smoother, kind of that, a smoother transition. Yeah, because yes. now it's like you just have to tr- hope that people yeah. will hear that yeah. the store is back. So well, I, wish what, them, I wish them a lot of luck. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's what we tried to do when we were closing, right. you know, because uh, I had made the announcement about four months before the closing that we we're going to close. And then three months before it's like, well, I guess somebody's interested in buying it. So, and I remember two months before, cause you had to put the orders in two months early. It's like, I hadn't planned on doing the order form, but I said, I better do it or this guy's not going to have any books come J- July one. And then of course he kind of punked out on us.
0: Yes. Well, look. On a God, on getting a, angry again. <laughs> on a on a on a positive note, talking about this community of comics retailers, we have a special a special voice cameo here that, of course, you will recognize, and I think our audience will recognize as well. We've had people ask about this person, and we have a little story to tell about it. But let me just let me just play this first. It's just about half a minute. The audio quality is a little rough. This was just on my phone, but. Uh, A very, very special voice cameo here. And the question that I had posed to him was how it felt to know that so many people had been asking about him.
1: I I just can't. I'm speechless, basically. To find out that so many people cared about me. I just couldn't imagine beforehand that uh, people did care this much about me. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I look at this thing, and I just I'm, I'm amazed.
0: Well, as much as you say you're speechless, for our audience, for our friends, for everyone, do you think we could get we could get a buy spoon?
1: By spoon. <laughs> People love it when they get them.
0: Love it. Thank you. I love you, Jay.
1: Believe me, I love you all.
0: And that, folks, Jay Mizell. Jay Mizell is still with us. Jay Mizell, of course, operated Jay's Comics at the Empire State Flea Market for decades until it closed. He was a regular fixture at Alternate Realities, coming in to hang out with Steve and have lunch and swap books uh, on Mondays and Thursdays. That's where so many of the Alternate Realities crew got to know him. And of course, he's been in. Uh, My Comic Shop documentary. He was the subject of his own spinoff short by Spoon, The J. Mizell Story. He's been on the podcast, but not in a really, really long time. And uh, we recently had the opportunity to reconnect with him. And it was a very, um, very meaningful experience. Incredible.
1: Um, Yeah, for those who don't know, I'd say, what are we in here? Uh, Summer's coming up. I'll say maybe a year and a half ago or so, uh, his health, his mental health, declined to the point where it was very difficult. I mean, even after he closed, and after um, after we closed, uh, Jay and I st- stayed in touch. But uh, his um, his uh, what's the word I'm looking for? His Mental it, acuity, yeah, uh, really declined to the point where he could hardly make a sentence. He could uh, he had no attention span. It was it was. Uh, for people who have experienced this with rel- older relatives, it's like you, you could see the decline. Um, it, was, it was sad. You know, you try to try to keep him active, but he had lost interest in everything. From uh, he was a voracious reader, but he stopped reading. He uh, loved old movies, but he didn't even know how to turn the television on. That type of thing. Um, and it got to the point where his health was so bad that uh, word had come down the line to us from his daughter that uh, he, that even the doctors had said maybe he's got a, a week, two weeks, maybe the end of the month and that it's, it's over. And uh, and then we'd heard nothing. And I think maybe a good year and a half had gone by. So I assumed, I presumed that he had passed away and that she never bothered to tell any of us. Um, but then Anthony... Uh, for you know, took the initiative and uh, reached out to her and got the information of where he was. Managed to actually go out to uh, this is near the Hartford area, go out, drive out that way, and visit him. And it was a, it was a little difficult also because you know we communicated with each other, but because of COVID, none of us could have to visit him. But this is uh, what's it been now? About two months since you went out there.
0: Yeah, it was. Like... I think it was February. Yeah, I think it's been it's yeah been, it's been, about like, that. a good couple of months. Yeah,
1: and uh, you know, suddenly and and but the big surprise is that he's the same old Jay that he was. I'll say five years ago. You now, wise that's not much wisecracking because uh, you know thing things have changed a lot in his life. That uh, there's not much going on. But um, but I I call him I, now uh, maybe once a week. Um, you know, send him uh, like care packages, but you know he's he likes those little snacks and things. I tried to send him a book, uh, one of those, those thrillers. I can't remember which one—not rich man, poor man, but something like that. And uh, I thought maybe if I get him to to read, and he said he tried, but it just didn't have it. So I'm going to just send him some comic books, you know, something that the uh, little bright colors and stuff and short stories or whatever. Archie, so uh, you know, just to entertain him a little bit, but. Uh, Because I suggested I send you jigsaw puzzles or or, uh, crossword puzzles, anything to keep the mind going. But uh, I think it's that would be a little that's a little tough. Um, But this place that he's at, I don't like. uh, It's I get the impression that it's better than the place that he used to be at, where they do keep him active and they do talk to him instead of just leaving him in the room by himself, type of thing.
0: They do seem to have a lot of activities and. Based on what the aides and what he himself told me, he, he participates, which I part of me is like it's hard to imagine him. But again, I there, I don't think there's really anything else. So you know, if that is the case, that's wonderful. Yeah, if, you know, for if, if people might remember that, and I won't recap everything, but it was very hard road over this past decade now from for for Jay the. The flea market closed, the market, because he detests the word flea. The market closed, and you closed, right? Because he still had that as part of his routine, uh, most significantly, and, and, and tragically, his wife passed away. Uh, then he moved in initially with his daughter, and then at the first facility where he was living, and I had visited him at that first time. Oh, you got to on, go there. Yeah, I didn't th- know that. That was February 2020. It was weeks before everything shut down. Right, but I got to go. I think it was like right after <laughs> Valentine's Day, and then I went this year. I think on Valentine's Day. <laughs> so my <laughs> Jay's my Valentine, but one of my Valentines. So, you know, I I had gotten to see him right before everything shut down, and then of course, you know, to your points, like there's COVID, so like we we couldn't go. But thankfully, for a time, he had what's called the grand pad. Uh, and then, for anyone with you know someone older in your life, you might know what that is. But essentially, an iPad for the elderly. And so, he and I, believe it or not, were video chatting during the pandemic for for at least a little while. And then it, it seemed like 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 you were saying things were really deteriorating physically and mentally at COVID at one point. And it got to the point where and and again, you know, whatever information I've gotten has has been from his daughter, and I appreciate that. Um, you know, she's she shared with me when especially you know, recently it's, it's been when I've, when I've asked, but whenever I have, she, she has gotten back to me and I really do appreciate that. But yeah, I mean, it really seemed, there was one point, one update from her where I believe, not I believe, I remember these words have stuck with me. She said, they think he's transitioning. Yeah. And I remember, I remember Steph and I were at the playground right down the hill here from our house with our, with our son. And I just remember looking at her, I was like, I think this is it. Like, I think this is it for Jay. And you know, and he, and he pulled through, but Based on everything we were hearing, just the mental condition was, was, was had so deteriorated. And then eventually they moved him to this other facility and there was a period of time where I, I guess just even talking on the phone, it was, was, he was getting aggravated or at least this was what was kind of being conveyed to me. So there was a stretch where I didn't know that there was really any way to get in touch with him. So anyway, finally I was able to, to make my way there. And I'll be honest, one of the reasons that I didn't go sooner and I, it's, it's, silly and selfish. And I i should have gone. I'm glad I, that I went, but I wish I had gone sooner. But very selfishly, that last time I had gone there, right before the pandemic, we had such a lovely visit. And not really knowing what kind of condition I was going to find him in this after that, there was a part of me that just, that felt like I, you know, t- to go and, and have him not recognize me or get upset or get angry, whatever the case may be, I didn't, it's morbid. I, I hate to say, but like I didn't want that to be
1: the, the last, last encounter memory. that I yeah. had
0: with him, and it was very selfish. And I'm so glad that I went because I, you know, I made my way through the, the, you know, checking in and getting my little badge and going up the elevator, all that stuff, and I saw his name on the door and I went in. He was on the phone, <laughs> so a I was like, okay, good. He does have a phone. We can we can reach him, and at least he's talking to someone. I think it was his cousin or something like that. But he looked at me. And I could tell instantly he recognized me, and he was he was shocked that I was there, and he needed me to remind him of my name. But then later on, throughout yeah. the or a couple of hours there, he was addressing me by my name, so he knew. But initially, he did need that reminder, which I totally understand. But he recognized me and just gave me the biggest hug, and we hugged multiple times, and you know he he teared up a number of times, and kind of going back to that little clip that I played, the thing that I just kept trying to hammer home. And I, it really seemed to resonate with him was just, and it's true. I mean, I wasn't blowing smoke. So many people, you know, within our community and beyond, you know, people have seen the documentary or know him from the market. Like I get messages and things like that. So many people have asked about him. Where's Jay? How's Jay? I, you know, I have one of our audience members, uh, Lewis, who keeps asking for another episode with Jay. It's like, I, you know, that's not, in the, I don't think that's really in the cards these days, but you know and I, I just kept stressing that to him and it, it really meant a lot and he teared up a bunch of times and uh, I was just updating him on everything that's been going on and of course asking about you know what what his routine has been like there but it was uh it really really a, a special afternoon and and it was pleasantly surprising I guess just to see like you said that he's he's still jay
1: yeah um that grandpa was a was a a great thing um because at least we could I, I would hold up different things for him to, to to show him um but again, as time wore on it he couldn't even figure out how to turn it on and at that first place that he was a resident the the I'll call him assistants weren't really too sharp, mm-hmm. and they couldn't figure out how to turn it on either so uh you know eventually uh his daughter canceled it I guess because she expected he wouldn't be around another another couple of weeks um and that's where we lost touch and right now he only has a telephone but he's again i'll say every time you talk to him he's just so grateful for the phone call and um you know and it's not really much to you know, just call calling to talk about this and that you know what's going on what's, what's been happening and uh you know i don't really have too much news to pass on to him about other of the old crowd because i don't stay in touch with most people anymore um you know, I, I decided to go to the top of the the mountain and <laughs> and, and lock myself up there. But um, uh, it's it was it was just it was a shock to know that he was still alive, and uh, uh, I can't describe you know how happy you feel. You know, I mean, I, I, again, at this point, you sort you realize we're not all going to be here forever, uh, and. Um, uh, it's just, you know, you, again, uh, I, if nothing else, you know, now it's like you have a, I have a different attitude about life and death and time. So uh, I'm not mellowing out, but I have a, more pre, a better appreciation for what time we've got.
0: Who do you call when you're in trouble? Alien invasion? Call Superman. Bank being robbed? Call Spider-Man. But who can you count on if you want to learn how to make a window bag? Filtastic Comics and Art is here to help. Whether it's fighting FOMO, talking about art, or baking wheat cakes, you can count on Filtastic for your comic and art-related infotainment needs. The best part is, you don't even need a bat signal. Just look up Filtastic Comics and Art on YouTube. Subscribe today to keep up on everything Filtastic. Aw Yeah! Comics celebrates and promotes everything that is wonderful about comics, toys, artwork, and the joy they bring to people. Visit them in person at one of their three locations, Harrison, New York, which happens to be my local comic shop, Skokie, Illinois, or Muncie, Indiana. If you have children and have been looking for a family-friendly store, look no further. Join Aw Yeah! for exciting events, including creator signings, how-tos, and more. Visit awyeahcomics.com and follow Aw Yeah! on social media for more. Their name says exactly how they feel about it. Say it with me. Oh yeah. Acme Comics is a locally owned and operated full-service comic book store in Greensboro, North Carolina, for people of all ages and walks of life. Now in its 40th year, this multiple-time Eisner Award nominee features a significant contemporary and vintage back-issue selection. As the Acme team uses their collective knowledge and resources to connect you with the best material. Mail order subscriptions to new releases are available, and all offerings are available anywhere via mail order. Follow Acme on social media and eBay, listen to the Acme cast on all podcast services, and visit acmecomics.com for much more. Yeah, well, it's a good attitude to have. So, you know, for anyone who is wondering, Jay is still with us, he's doing, you know, I think as well as could be expected, given his condition, his age, all of that. So... Uh, I'm, you know, I'm happy that we can we can share that that update. It was, it was really wonderful to see him
1: physically. Did he lose a lot of weight? He yeah
0: he was definitely
1: definitely, was definitely slimmer. Yeah. yeah okay. So
0: but again still you know still <laughs> still, still still Jay still, still a little Jay.
1: round guy. Yeah.
0: Still and he was he was telling one of the aides about the documentary and he was wanted to show. I'm like this guy <laughs> still promoting. I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. So you know you mentioned about about keeping in touch or not keeping in touch. This is a theme, uh, you know, especially when I did that longer Halloween run of episodes a couple of years ago now with the AR crew and we did our holiday episodes and, you know, sort of the the recurring theme with almost everyone was, you know, yeah, I don't really, you know, maybe I talked to one or two people, uh, you know, a lot of people still get the call or some people still get the call from Rich and, you know, that's a part of the routine. But, you know, again, with the exception of Rich, who seems to be the, you know, the, the most common denominator in terms of who people talk to. In most instances, it's like oh, maybe I talk to this person, maybe that person, but but that's kind of it. Uh, and I think that's one of the things going back to what I was saying earlier, where you know you 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 were right. And I you know when we were <laughs> talking about the closing of the store, I think I, I think you perceived, but I think you correctly perceived that we sort of had a hope and expectation that you know the gatherings would continue not as frequently, but more frequently than they have, and that there would still be more of that you know, that that larger sense of community. And in fairness, we ha- you know, we did have the pandemic. But uh, you know, even even absent that, uh, I you know, I think you, you correctly predicted that it it would just it, be so much harder and that the effort wouldn't always necessarily be there.
1: I think yeah, people have their lives to live. And um you know, suddenly it's like, Well, I can't I can't come to dinner because uh gotta take the kids to this or I mean how yeah, we, even here, you know, it's like Milo's always sick every time we try to do one of these podcasts. So, you know, um, I just, I just, I guess experience had taught me that, you know, for all the people from school and, uh, you know, law school, I don't think I stay in touch with more than one or two people. And that's only Facebook or comment now and then, um, uh, all the people I work with at all the different places I've worked at and even law firm. And, uh, uh, I, I just knew that, you know, you have this, like Brandon understood this, um. You know it was it was a part of your life but then you move on to the next part and it's a good memory or a good, good relationship so that maybe you could just when you get together it's like no no time had gone by at all but uh I knew that people would just start spreading out through the world and having their own things to do you know raising family or different jobs or moving or something like that so it did it, it 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 did strike me when we were closing that everybody was saying oh we'll still get together every Saturday for dinner I was I don't know. And then it became every other Saturday. They were trying, and then every once a month, and then they had the book club, and they were getting together once a month. Uh, but there were all these people who I didn't even know were coming to book club. And um, I didn't go to book club, <laughs> but, uh, but even Rich did. But even with Rich, who who was in the habit of calling every Saturday and every Sunday at 11 a.m., uh, he fell out of that. So maybe I get a call from him on the weekend once. Um I guess everybody else you know, drew a text once in a while, but he drew found a new interest in, uh, I don't know what they're called racing cars or something like that. Mm -hmm. He was into radio controlled airplanes for a while. And then uh, he discovered these, uh, what is that? Uh, what are they, what are they called? The RCA? No, these are like professional racers. Now not that he's watching the, the Indy 500 all the day, all day long, but, but he's collecting all these different cards and the variant cards and stuff like that. And, um, it's like a whole new field of interest for him. So uh, yeah, again, everybody—we're not all going to stick with Magic the Gathering and, and and pop vinyls. You know, they've moved on to new things. Yeah. Um,
0: no, and and again, just to sort of, again, I don't want to paint like so so bleak a picture. Again, I, the sense that I get, I think that there are, you know, people do still keep in touch, but I think it's more on a. You know, individual people or maybe small groups with who still maybe have more similar interests. You know, something like that. Um, less so, again, certainly the larger groups. Although, in a happy update, and I don't, I don't think he listened to the episode and then was inspired to do this. I, I think it was <laughs> just a coincidence. But Mike San Gregorio took the reins and put a call out and organized a dinner for the Alternate Realities crew over Memorial Day weekend, and so we're all looking forward to that. So that'll be, uh, you know, kind of the first gathering like large gathering in quite some time we did something at shake shack i think now a couple of summers ago uh so but it's been a while since we've had one of those those larger gatherings you know i know i've asked you this before i don't expect i'll get any kind of different answer but I, i let me just renew the question as this is the last time you'll be on the show solo for the series finale it'll be you and rich and and Bill keeps saying he's going to fly in for it. I'm like, we can get you here on Zoom. It's okay. But whatever the case may be, we'll have a group series finale. But the last time you will be on solo. Oh, I didn't solo.
1: know that. Are we having another?
0: <laughs> so, yeah, don't worry. So you'll have another <laughs> opportunity. But let, let me renew this question this, this last time. And I, I I don't want this to come off as, uh, as combative because that's not my intention at all. Like I'm genuinely curious. So as I say this, if my tone sounds otherwise, please know that's not what I mean. But like, has it ever occurred to you, oh, Maybe I'll put the call out to the, to the boys, to the group, to see if they want to get together for dinner. Like, is that something that you've, like, does it ever cross your mind and then you don't do it for some reason? Or does it not even really kind of enter into the equation? I am genuinely curious.
1: I don't think I really think like that. Um, I figure you young guys and you're not all young anymore. Yeah. I mean, in my head, you guys are always going to be in your early twenties, but, uh. I mean how old are you now?
0: I just turned 36.
1: Yeah, you know, and uh and then some of the other ones are in their 40s. Uh but uh I I I I think that and especially now that I've, I'm not even in New York anymore, you know, it's uh my my thinking is that you younger guys will all still stay in touch and get together once in a while. And that's fine. Uh I feel like Remember the, the days I used to think, well, I'm going to retire, and I'm just going to wander the earth.
0: Oh, yeah, I love and that. And I'm going
1: to, like like Kwai Chang King on Kung Fu, just wander the earth, stop at some place, and say, I am Odo. I will help you and, and help these people out and then move on to the next town. And, and you all said, well, you're never going to get past four corners because <laughs> you can't walk that far. But, uh, but you know, I, I feel like, okay, now that I've, I'm out of New York... Yeah, it's like, you know, people. I think people know that they can contact me if they need help, and I'll always help them. But, um, but I'm not. I, I'm, I'm in a different process now in my head, and I guess this is, the, this is a change with all the years because I'm going to be sixty-seven soon. You know, the, the the whole Social Security and Medicare and all that stuff that uh, old people think about. Um. And I, my thing is, I've got so much crap that I've got to get rid of. And that's, it's a full-time job. I, I probably work harder now than I did at the store. Um, but um, I've got to take care of this stuff before before uh, I die. And so it's like, okay, <sighs> how, can I, how can I put it? You know, you, you, I, I, leave, I leave the world to you younger guys to enjoy it and each other. And, you know, I'll take care of the, the behind. It's like running a comic book store. I'll take care of the stuff behind the scenes so you guys can hang out at the front counter and chat. You know, that, that's kind of the way I feel about uh, the way my life is right now. Right. So, no, I don't think about calling. You know, it's, it's nice. Like, I think Rich is probably the only one who, uh, who makes that effort. And everybody gets there a lot of 30 minutes before. It's like, oh, I hate to be rude. <laughs> but I have, to, I have to go on to the next guy, you know. Um, but,
0: uh, yeah, no, no, no. I hear you. That makes sense. And I am really looking forward to this dinner that, that Mike has organized and, you know, we had teased this last time. We'll have more information next time, but there, there is potentially an AR reunion at Terrificon, uh, at the end of July coming up. We have at least a few of us who are planning to go. So, you know, audience, if anyone's going to be at Terrificon, we'll probably have some, some level of, of alternate realities contingent there. So, If you run into us, you know, say say hello. I got stopped at a convention one time. I got recognized at C two E two, and it delighted me to no end. I was, (laughs) I I was, I I was just soaring the rest of the day. I was like, "Stuff, this guy knew me from the podcast."
1: Anyway, well, it's like Rich when he walked into Fat Moose for the first time, right? Yeah, and Sean goes, "You're the guy." (laughs) Yeah. So um, I think uh, was a Bill experience that with Sean also when he happened to call Fat Moose. Oh yeah. And Sean and recognizes, never met him, but recognized that voice. I know that voice.
0: Yeah, it's so, a very cool thing. Yeah. One, of the, one of the, so we've got about 20 minutes left here. One of the things that I was curious about, I know we've been talking about keeping in touch in the context of the crew, the inner circle, the friends of the store. But I was curious, other than maybe some people via Facebook, are you in touch with any of the customers to any extent these days?
1: Aside from Facebook? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I know what people are doing. You know, they post it. And sometimes I make a comment. or here,
0: But that, like you haven't like or actually they spoken or gotten together with anybody. I'm just curious. No. No. no cause I, I, I told the story on the last episode, so I won't rehash, but I ran into Brian Claudio outside of Best Buy in Hartsdale uh, a few months ago. Uh, you know, hadn't seen him in forever. The, the other question, are there, and I'm sure there's, there's got to, maybe somebody will pop into your head. Who are you most curious about? Especially someone you're not, you don't have any contact with on Facebook. Like all those people who came through, are there any people you're like, man, I really wonder whatever became of Wallet Boy or Comic Eater or like (laughs) anybody else?
1: I I don't, no, not, I mean, every now and then a name pops into my head and then I'll do my Google search on them. I looked up Jeff Wong the other day. You know, I found a picture of him at a family dinner and all that kind of stuff and, uh, you know, God only knows, but uh, um, not really. Again, it's it, uh, my my general feeling is that people have their lives and their families and 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 their jobs, you know, their their issues, and uh, and I guess just being able to see the comments, I understand where they are. It's one of those things where if I do run into them, I know exactly what happened. That they just went to their niece's wedding yeah. or something like that. You know? it's so. In a way, it's, it still feels like contact. It's not like the same when I was standing at the counter and somebody would come in once a week and we'd you know, spend 15 minutes and catch up on what's been going on. Um, I feel like I, I still kind of know that handful of people. Uh, there are people I think about, you know, I hate to say it, but you know, some people say, I wonder if they're still alive. You know, I mean, yeah. and the, these are people I liked. right? You know? um, oh, you remember Reggie? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, I wonder what happened to Reggie. But
0: it's, 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 to me, that's just life. Yeah. No, I don't expect that it would keep you up at night or anything like that. I was just curious.
1: I I don't, is there anybody? Well, even like, well, I mean, I know there are people out there who, uh, well, not everybody uses Facebook anymore, but people that I, you know, like Kara. Yeah. She'd, uh, you know, she was on it for a while and then she disappeared off the planet. Now all I ever see is like when she happens to come back and, you know, she hangs out with some friends of hers and the friends post photographs or whatever, you know? And again, you know, inside, I hope, you know, hope she's doing well. She's on other passing. social media. She's maybe she seems yeah, to be doing well. She's yeah.
0: involved with the, I read comic books podcast. And so, she, you know, she's, she's out there. She's yeah. okay.
1: And, and, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's nice to know that their lives are moving on, you know, and, uh, and that they're, f- uh, fulfilled, feel, they're feeling fulfilled, you know? And, um, you know, others, you know, like health problems and such like that. It's like, what can you do? You know, uh, you can, you know, again, it, it's life. Ups and downs, ups and downs, you know. And uh, you're glad for them when things are good. You're, you feel bad for them when things are bad. Um, but I'm not really in that position anymore to do much.
0: All right. You no, know? oh, listen, fair enough. And uh, I guess I can probably guess the answer to this too, but... Oh, sorry. The, it's okay. <laughs> the, uh, like... Because I, especially when Bill and I talk about this, and we, you know, we talk about, you know, kind of longing, longing for the store. But I think especially that time in our lives, and you know, when when we would spend so much time there, and that was the place to go. And you know, anytime I'm on Central Avenue, which is rare actually these days, but you know, there will always be that that wistfulness and that nostalgia for the store. Do you feel that at all? Like, is there any sort of any sort of nostalgic feeling towards the store? Anything that you're that you kind of like? Oh, wish I, I wish I could go back to that moment. For this, or is it really, really just kind of in the rearview mirror?
1: It's 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 different for me. There was it was so much work. You know, even like today, I would I, you know, I for for this, I got up at six o'clock in the morning, but I still go to bed at like one thirty at night because I'm still doing you know, research on, on books or whatever. Uh, I get up at six o'clock, and but you know, twenty years ago, fifteen years ago, I'd be getting up at six o'clock in order to. Work on the order form, or the cycle sheets, or final order cutoffs. Um, it, you know, picking up the stuff, breaking it down, cleaning up. Um, it it was nonstop, and that would go till after we closed and till midnight, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. So I, I look at it now and say, uh, th- those are, that's my strongest memory. My nightmares. Those are still my, you know. Here it is, eight years later. I still have nightmares of I have to open up the store, but I forgot to break down the books, and they're just piles of diamond boxes. Um, so it, it's, it's. I think it's just because that's what I lived through. I mean, I was glad to have the the location and glad to have the friends come and hang out. And I'm glad everybody got had a great joy from it and and got something out of it. But, uh, but for me, it was it was a it was a lot of work and it uh that's the strongest memory I have of running the store, the store
0: I understand, and that, that's something Bill and I have talked about too where we do we do genuinely recognize that it was a different experience that you of course had all of the responsibility you had the burden of it. We cared about the store, but it was it meant something different to us, and so we we do remember it differently and so when we think of our time there, you know our minds and hearts gravitate towards you know hey, it was fun, we had a great time, and I know for you it was a lot of work and you know, I mean, that probably – because I was thinking about this, and we talked about it when you first set up the Westies rooms, aka units, uh, and now in your new home where you, you're sort of reconstructing alternate realities, the stuff without the people. And, you know, on the one hand, it could sort of feel like – not a disconnect, but it's like, you know, we always talk about the store being so great because of the people. And over here, it's like, well, <laughs> Steve just liked the stuff. <laughs> but but again, I you know, they, they were different experiences, and so I, I can – Respect that. In our in our last ten minutes here, I do want to go through some of these these major updates, which we've touched on in various forms. But, and I'm not necessarily even trying to go in order here, but in terms of chronology. But you cl- you finally close your diamond account because I know you had this account open. You had to order a minimum amount, right, to keep it going. And I guess there got to a point where there just wasn't enough that interested you. I
1: don't know if it. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. So, well, it was hard to find stuff every month because after a while, I didn't need to order a hundred copies of this or. Uh, so to try to make the minimum was a little difficult. But inevitably, there'd be a nice hardcover book, or just a Godzilla toy. One of the Godzilla toy covered the minimum because it was an import that would be ridiculously expensive. Um, but uh, it, I, I think things started falling apart at Diamond. Um, they lost the DC account. They lost Marvel. Um, so there was even less to order. And... You know, after all these years of buying a collection of, say, Amazing Spider-Man one through ten, it's like how many times am I going to buy this book? You know, hardcover signed versions, all that whatever it was. It's just a, I, I have this the same collection of ten comic books in five different forms, formats. Um, so it was hard to find some stuff. But again, like the Prince Valiant book, you know that a couple of things here and there I could make the minimum easily. But as things started falling apart at Diamond instead of sending me a previews every month so I can see what I should order next, they wouldn't even send it to me. And I would I would contact them, but by the time they sent it to me, I already missed the order cutoff date. So uh, it got to the point where it became too difficult. I was ordering it blind. I would go online and just see their printout of what it was, but I had no idea what the thing was. So um, uh, after a while, I said, this is ridiculous. And then... Uh, as it came down closer to the end of the year, after we moved, I said, well, what's the point of this? You know, it's like, I don't need to buy more inventory to sell online. And um, uh, it everybody I knew who worked, except, well, except for Nancy Romer, but most everybody's gone. So you know, I didn't even have a, a a service rep anymore, customer rep. And I, I'd gone through a lot of them. They, it was a turnaround. It was ridiculous. So uh, at, at this point, I said, there's no, there's no reason to have the account. Uh, it gave me access to the database of all the product. So it's nice to be able to use that as a source for doing my own descriptions on eBay. But, uh, but like anything else, you adjust. Now that I don't have all the information, the page counts and release dates and all that kind of stuff, it's like, I don't really need to put that into my descriptions. You know, people want to buy this book don't care. Who the anchor was, right? Um, But uh, that—that's my fault. You know, i I, I put too much information on. But I figure, why not? And that's for me. The joy is doing the research and then writing, presenting it all. So this, because there are times I I would look at something on 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 eBay and say, "This description is fantastic," right? And then I realized it was something that I had posted.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So the diamond account is closed. That's that's another sort of. I guess it's a milestone. End of an era. Yeah. Well, it's,
1: what's it been? Twenty odd years. When well, we opened in '92, right? So uh, yeah, it's thirty years of, of a diamond account.
0: Yeah, for sure. And on the on the warehouse front. Now, again, we we just have a few minutes here, so I'll I'll just ask for the kind of the the abridged version. <laughs> but my understanding, you did sell certain categories of project of projects of product wholesale, right? Like, didn't. All uh, the trades or a lot of the trades went went off.
1: Um, a, a neighbor had said that a friend of his had a comic book shop upstate and needed inventory, and we had, well, yeah, you know, our back issue inventory was spectacular. We had probably more back issues than most comic shops have that are, that are existing, uh, and and full runs. I'd spent years putting it in chronological, numerical, alphabet, alpha, numerical order. So it's like again, the the idea was somebody says, "Do you have incredible Hulk number?" 168, and I said, yes, and I can just pull it out, so all the boxes were labeled, everything was in order, and then this guy said he had a friend who wanted to buy an inventory, so uh, the guy came down with this truck, with his, no, what is it, he came down, took a look, we made the deal, and then he came back down a couple days later with the truck and his friend, and uh, they took all the back issues, almost all the back issues, that's a whole nother story. Getting angry. <laughs> but but, um, but uh, so that was gone. I said, well, this is great. Now all the back issue bins are freed up. I can take all these trades and put them in alpha numerical order, DC, Marvel. And so I did that. And then I said, well, I have all these independent trades, like 30 boxes of independent trades. So I put those in order. And then um, Mark Hammond, they needed to restock uh, some inventory at their Illinois shop so uh so he said okay you know he we made a deal that they take this stuff sell it and we split it 50 50. um it was it's so much stuff that there's no way i was gonna again live long enough to sell it on my own um and it helped him out and and realistically and he's like you know if if they never sell it and it still sits in illinois it's like oh well you know don't have to pay me for it <laughs> it's a, so uh, it, uh, it, was, it was good to clear up the space. And then when we moved uh, out of New York, I said, well, th- these warehouse spaces cost a lot of money every month. And so uh, I wanted to clear out as best as I could one of them. And, uh, and I did and got it all up to the house. The garage is full. So, um, but every day I'd take a box out of that garage and sort through it and organize it and put it where it needs to go. And um, and the other room we still have because uh, I emptied out most of that, the statues. Or no, but uh, took everything from the house that belongs to Evan and put it in there so he can do the reconstruction work of the of the old house.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And you 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 and your wife left the uh, the Odo Castle and you've relocated. But I know that the home is remaining in the family and your son just got married. Congratulations. Yeah, uh, so that's that's all exciting. I mean it's. It's funny because there are all these things that I think, you know, we, we always associated with you, obviously the store, but the Pathfinder and the Odo Castle, you know, things like that. Right, yeah, and- the
1: Pathfinder broke down the, uh, um, what else? Oh, I had to take a new warehouse space in Danbury. Ah, <laughs> it's, it looks exactly like a Westies. It, it might have been an old Westies, but not as uh, modernized. But the way the, the elevators, the carts, the doors—it's the, it's almost uh, a perfect. It's like the Bizarro World version, because it's not quite right. You know, not quite as many doors, or uh, not quite as well maintained. But it's half the price, so I took out the large a large room and threw everything into there, and. Uh, that's another one I spent a day to organize. So now I can at least find stuff.
0: So you still have two two I, warehouse units, but in, in two one in White Plains, yeah, in one in Danbury. When yeah, I, I you you know, we've we're delighted to no end that at just we we sort of this idea that the, the the Westies guys in White Plains just fall all over themselves to try to accommodate you because you're their best customer and you've had these multiple units for for almost a decade at this point. When when you said you were you were leaving one of them, and you know, kind of winding down on the other one. Was there was there any sort of reaction from them?
1: No, because Westie the One Way Plains anyway is so busy that they, they must have like ninety five percent capacity all the time, uh, and, and they, they just happen to be very good people working there. And uh, um, and yeah, I mean, I spend a lot of time there more than most people. Most people come, drop off their stuff, and leave. You know, I would go there and spend half a day there. And uh, to organize stuff. And, uh, and you know, they're not allowed to get gifts, but I would bring donuts and stuff like that. So, um, But, uh, yeah, the, the reason we still have that one Westies room in White Plains is because before the rent goes up, and we wanted to put as much of the Godzilla stuff in there so that uh, Evan can do the renovations. And then he can move all that stuff out of there. And eventually we'll clear out that thing. Any excess will come up to the Danbury a warehouse because uh, that'll be uh, that's half the price and this stuff that you won't need access to right away. And then eventually that will be emptied out because I'm emptying out the Danbury stuff of my own stuff to incorporate it into the store, um, into, the, into, into the the store. house. Nah.
0: <laughs> Before this podcast series is done, because of course you still have our summer installment with Rich and then our fall finale with, with all of you guys, we will share some, some photos at least probably some video as well of, uh, this, this new version of alternate realities that Steve is, is building in his home. I'm very excited.
1: I mean, I, I bought a heat press. I've got all the materials I needed clean, cleaning materials. Um, you know, I, I, let's face it, I've got tons and tons of books that were not well kept, that have those terrible curves and waves that just need to be cleaned off, or has that film of dust that needs to be cleaned off, pressed so that they can be beautiful looking books. And then, so instead of being worth a dollar, they'll be worth a dollar fifty.
0: <laughs> well, listen, I, a couple of things as we sign off here, I, to, to me, the most important thing is that you're, you're happy and you're enjoying yourself. And so organizing all of these things, researching them, listing them, setting up the press, setting up this alternate realities, whatever we're up to 13.0, <clears throat> if you're happy, that makes me happy and I'm glad. And I also want to say, and I know we've said this, but I, again, for the record, so you know, Obviously, of course, how grateful I am for you and the store, but we'll, we'll save that for the series finale. But that even though I'm, you know, sad the store is gone, what, what I've really been trying to do is just mostly be grateful that it was there at all, rather than being sad that it's gone. And also, again, so you know, I'm, for your sake, I'm glad you closed it, right? And we've talked about this. I, you know, given where you were in terms of your feelings towards the store, you know, you know, back, back at the time when you closed it. And then in light of everything that has happened in the real world, in the comics industry since then, it's like, I, I, you know, the the idea of you kind of trudging along through all of these changes in distributors, through the pandemic, through political upheaval, because you know that would have been a problem at the store, (laughs) a lot of people coming through get different perspectives. I don't think it would have been a good time for for you or for for others. Oh. So I'm I'm happy for you. And oh. so when we talk about, "Oh, I miss the store." It's not that I wish it was still there literally because you you did the right thing for you.
1: Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. Um very often Ann and I say I got out at the right time. Um not just uh, I guess you know what I think I think running a business, small business is what would a Kirk say? Or uh, it's uh, f- flying around the galaxy is, uh, is something for the young, right? I think running a, a comic book shop, it's easier when you're younger and have the enthusiasm and, and uh, uh, understanding of the product. I mean, I don't even recognize the titles anymore. Um, you know, my, my, my days, uh, I, I've, my time has passed unless I was just a dealer of silver age books. Then that's one thing. But, but uh just the other day I was looking at an advertisement for some books coming out. Uh, one of the other guys posted it and it's like 3.99, 4.99 per book. I so said this is crazy to me. Yeah. You know, but uh, but again, I'm I'm part of that other world where comic books used to cost 12 cents. So when you pay, when they when they raised it from 15 to 20, I said I quit. <laughs>
0: Oh, well, listen! Thank you very much for coming out here today. I'm glad we got to do this. this yeah, I'm really, sorry,
1: yeah, I'm sorry we were kind of rushed. Uh,
0: no, it's quite all right. I got to go run to pick up my son from preschool, but we got this in. We did it, and I hope I hope people enjoyed it. I know people are always excited when you come on, so hopefully they enjoyed the episode. You'll be back for the series finale for our fall episode, so we'll have another chat on my comic shop history. But uh, again, congrats on on the move, on your son's wedding, on, on on all that good stuff. And audience, thank you for tuning in. Listen, this weekend, Free Comic Book Day. Don't be a pig, all right? <laughs> and of course, as always, don't be a flat squirrel. My